0: Welcome to Busy House, Happy Home, where you can ask Charlie your home dilemmas and I will help you along with my expert friends so your busy house becomes a happy home. Welcome back to Busy House, Happy Home, season four, which is very exciting to be back with season four. And I have a guest from our first season here with me today, the wonderful Verena from Girl About the Yard, who we chatted to when she was pregnant with her first child, and she has now had her beautiful, beautiful baby boy, and is back with me to chat um, how things are going. Verena, welcome to um, Busy House Happy Home. Hi, and as if you're on season four, that's so exciting, congratulations. Thank you, it is very, very exciting. And actually, when I look at you on Instagram, I see busy house, happy home, especially around your Arga.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that thing. I have been honing how hard it works. Like I, yesterday, um, which will be, I don't know when in comparison to when this is published, but I put on Instagram about changing my Arga from day, day shift to night shift. And I thought, gosh, this thing really does work. But that is the luxury of an aga and also one of the reasons why we have one it has to do all the work it has to you know dry all the clothes and um cook all the food cook all the food and I was gonna say make the dough but I mean rise like a prove the dough is what I'm going okay. for prove the dough. <laughs> um yeah so you're really really drying are. up as well Yes, yes, everything. And so when I've done my dry when I've done my washing up, there's a path between the sink and the aga of drips as I've taken my pan from one to the other. It's completely a nightmare, but you know, it's all fun. Yeah.
0: So how is motherhood?
1: Oh, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. And I feel slightly guilty for saying that because I I really, really love motherhood. And I feel like I maybe shouldn't. And I don't know why. I think that's just um just something society's telling us that we shouldn't enjoy what we've got. And I just really love being a mother. Never imagined being a mother of of a boy though. Always thought I'd have girls. I'm one of four girls, always thought I'd have girls. My husband is one of two boys and- I don't know if if people say, you know, oh, there's something in the air. If it's, you know, if it comes down the man's side or the mum's side, there's whatever. But I don't know. I've I've had a boy and boys are so different to girls, like so different. Um, Yeah, yeah, loving it.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So how old is he now?
1: So he's about to be uh, nine months. So uh, on the 16th of January, he'll be nine months, which is mad because February. February,
0: February, February, nine months. February.
1: Oh my word. People ask me and I'm like, I don't know. He's not yet one. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant.
0: Yeah, A gorgeous, a gorgeous age. Actually, I remember when um, and particularly when Coco was nine months, because it was the first time I got her on a pony.
1: Oh, my <laughs> so word. So good. She could sit
0: up. <laughs> she was on a pony. So fun.
1: And so she was fun. nine
0: months. Yeah, I I think they start to become more of a little, little person doing things and more interactive and yeah, yeah,
1: and more, you can, you can work out what their like, what their opinion is a bit more than just, I'm hungry or I'm tired. It's more kind of like, oh, I think I actually might like this today or, you know, whatever. And it's quite fun. Um, He's really got into opening doors in books. Um, and so it's really sweet when he's kind of, I'm reading him a story and he's trying to open the door and it's just like, Oh, there's such an overachiever. Um, but yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's great fun. I mean, it's not, it wasn't a particularly smooth ride to get him into the, into the world. Um, I think on the last podcast I wanted to do like, a I I said, I've always said I'm very happy. Just want to happy, have a happy, healthy baby in, in the world. And, um, My waters broke three days before I uh, was due. So I broke on the Monday and I was due on the Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, My pregnancy had been pretty much perfect, like really easy. I felt amazing, like went through the, you know, typical first, second trimester, third trimester emotions. Um, Was really quite sick at at the end of the first trimester. Uh for like four four weeks, could only eat cocoa pops with ice cold milk. That was actually delicious. I yeah, really so missed that now. That is it's so good. good. Um, and really sadly, I haven't had any, like I never had any really wacky cravings. That was something I was really sad about. But anyway, um, my water's broke first thing in the morning, and then they take you in, they say, Let's just check you haven't weed yourself. And you're like, Oh, brilliant, thanks, really good. Probably a good thing to check. Can't tell these days. Um but just from a bit of graphic detail for anybody whose waters haven't broken, it is like going to the loo but not being able to stop it. You know when you're like yeah. mid like mid loo and you're kind of thinking, oh gosh, the phone's ringing, or oh gosh, I really need to get somewhere. Or oh, my train's arrived and you're in a. In or a- if you're hiding in a bush and somebody appears, <laughs> or if somebody appears and you think, okay, pelvic floor activate but when your waters break there's literally you you activate the pelvic floor you clench your bum nothing happens it is the most bizarre feeling anyway and it for me it was quite like the movies i was lying in bed i've just been to the loo i got back into bed and i lay down and then i was like oh the bed's wet why is the bed wet jumped out of bed and it just again graphic just went Phew straight out of me all over the floor. And actually it's really been interesting trying to find a product that will clean out um, body fluids out of the floor. That isn't like, you know, the generic body fluid. Anyway. probably excessive detail there but fascinating nonetheless <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> um so then went into hospital and then they took my blood pressure and they and you can't check your urine at that point because you've already got protein in because protein's left your body um, or is leaving your body and then um yeah and then they they check everything check you're okay check the baby all fine And then my blood pressure was sky high and they were like, Oh, I think our monitors are broken. Let me get another monitor. And they'd got three different monitors. And then they said, right, we're going to have to do it physically. Like we're going to have to do it um, manually because our monitors seem to be broken at 6am on a Monday morning, slightly bizarre. Anyway, it turns out it was me. My, I, my body just was crazy. Long story short, because it's a full 12 hours of excitement. Um, I felt incredibly peaceful the whole way through, like no worries at all. Angus, who we didn't know as a boy at the time, was very chilled, great heartbeat, like super settled. Um, and they were just bringing specialist after specialist in, um, consultant, ask, checking I was okay. I didn't have any preeclampsia so I, uh, kind of symptoms. So they were a bit confused as to what's going on. My body wasn't reacting to any medication. They gave me three different medication and then they were like, right, we're going to have to whack this on the head. And we'll give you this horrific stuff called magnesium sulfate, which is basically where they clear or they basically try and flush everything out of you um, in terms of like high blood pressure. And and there's some chemical in it that's supposed to bring all the pressure down. It's the most bizarre thing. They were like, in 10 minutes, you'll be sick. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And I lay there and it was like lying on top of a really hot, hot water bottle or something. And the whole body just feels like it's on fire. And then you just, just vomit like crazy. And the the midwife was like, how are you getting on? And I was like, I think this is it. I think we're about to be sick. And she got me the bucket and I just, there was no controlling it. It was unbelievable, like unbelievable. Anyway. Um, so that happened. And then because of that, because I was on that drip, I'd automatically had to be in hospital for 48 hours after I started the drip. So I was like, okay, fine. Water birth's over. I'm not going home today. You know, whatever. This was by like 9am on the day. Um, and then just continued going on like this. My body swelled up so much that I had to chop my rings off. So oh note to anybody word to the wise from the wise, um, take your rings off way yeah. ahead of the third trimester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so they had to chop my rings off um, and then which the midwife had a great time. You know, she was like, I've never chopped rings off before. This is very exciting. And it was all, you know, fun. But then I just was swelling and swelling and swelling. And it was like being in a hot holiday when you can't get any air. Obviously, they had a window open, but there was no air Um, and they can't. They put a fan on you and all the rest of it. There was a catheter involved. Like it was all just very intense uh long story short as i've already said which and then i've made it a long story uh get to midnight and the the this very beautiful consultant came in and said what do you want to do and i said i would love to have a c-section please and she said um okay she gave me a list of reasons why not to why to do it and then i turns out i was actually also um the the um Spinal cord did the spinal um, block did work, but the epidural didn't work. So it yeah. worked right hand side, not the left hand side. I, I was exactly the same. Which is actually really common. Lots of people yeah. have said, like, that's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah, um, and I
0: could feel everything going on. Yeah, um, and really? I had to have it recited. Oh, yeah, uh, it's yeah, grim.
1: yeah. Utterly grim,
0: and it takes a really long time
1: to to like set it up. Yeah. It's bizarre, like totally bizarre. Um, So anyway, then um, they did the, just before midnight, they were like, right, let's go, let's get on with it. So um, they took me through allergic to gas and air. So I was trying to take the gas and air. You you
0: were allergic to gas and air before? No,
1: I knew this as I was going, like, you know, as I was about to um, be snipped, uh, snipped open. And so they, um, yeah, gave me the gas and air. So I was, so being sick whilst trying to deal with it. Um, oh, no. so anyway, it was fascinating, amazing midwife, amazing team, like utterly brilliant. Um, I was actually quite judgmental about the hospital before I went in and I was a bit like, mm, is it going to be good? Is it not? I hadn't really enjoyed any of the staff I'd met before, but these, these staff were unbelievable. This lady, she was from South Africa. She was talking to me about horses. She was asking me about like what my, where I'd like to go as a dream holiday all whilst I was kind of, you know, being, Having a spinal block in my back, trying to get this baby out of me, midnight, like it was just crazy, kind of pressure. Anyway, um, this uh, consultant said, "Right, okay, we're on. Let's go." Um, took him out, and then they said, "Oh, it's a boy." And then they said, "Oh, he's so long." And then they said, "And he has his umbilical cord wrapped around his neck." Oh my so goodness! It was almost like a massive godsend that that my waters had broken and high blood pressure in hospital and yeah and it was all just and and actually that you had the c-section because yeah yeah and it was just really like it was a
0: it's quite weird how some things just happen completely out of your control yeah actually for the right reason
1: massively for the right reasons um and anyway and then he and then done breastfeeding ever since exclusively breastfeeding he was brilliant straight on the boob um drinking away i hadn't done any prep for it um i actually hadn't even bought any of the kit that i was supposed to have so he did really well and then he yeah he's just been brilliant ever since really easy baby um i've absolutely loved it and i'm not like not traumatized by the whole thing at all was really well looked after by everybody i did stay in hospital for another six days because they couldn't get my blood pressure down um but angus was totally fine just super chilled um yeah. and loved it um so it was really I
0: developed preeclampsia i was developing preeclampsia when i was pregnant with archie oh really yeah yeah, yeah my obstetrician picked up on it and said um we're, we're going to deliver this baby um tomorrow yeah um, go home and this i think i was about mm, 38 weeks Okay, yeah. And my blood pressure was going up and up. I was swelling. The feet were so swollen. Yeah. I'd taken my rings off actually because they were, I yeah. Um, and he said, yeah, go get yourself ready. We're going to deliver this baby tomorrow. And then actually with the other two, he, we I was induced early with both of them. So As a result. As a result, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I had i'd been to a funeral about two weeks before and was totally fine like my rings could slide on and off like i was totally fine my feet were a bit a bit big by the end of the day but i'd been standing on my feet you know standing on my feet all day and then on the day i felt my body like expand it was the weirdest thing and the whole way up to it like i'd had normal blood pressure everything was normal um you know felt good felt active i just i mean probably not helpful but i just walked 2 miles the day before walking the dogs like it just was it was just good. yeah yeah water water um waters breaking induced preeclampsia i guess um yeah. but yeah fascinating i mean very far from the uh, kind of happy breathing um you know singing away to the sound of music sound you know soundtrack as I push delicately as this darling child arrives in the world um so, but yeah you know, I think
0: it. I think that's why it's best not to have a birth plan couldn't agree more you, know. you end up feeling really like you've failed if, yeah. if it and you know it's not in your control birth it's not you know it's not always how you want it to be but Yeah. you know some people absolutely it does they can have their plan and it all goes to plan but for other people things take over and you just have to roll with it
1: yeah yeah and that's the most fascinating thing I'd say I've found since giving birth is so I actually wanted to have a c-section the whole time so I'm not worried about um I was you know I was actually quite relieved to have a c-section in the end um but people saying how do you feel about having had a c-section are you okay with having had a c-section and I'm like yeah I've still got a box fresh vagina. Like I am feeling good. (laughs) You know, I've got one extra line on my body, like whatever, and a happy baby. Like it really doesn't matter. But there's this kind of like sexiness around, I pushed it out of my own vagina. Now I'm a true mom. Go Uh, away, like go away. I haven't got enough time in the day to think about that on top of everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody has an opinion, don't they? Yeah, yeah. When you've got a baby, don't they love to tell you?
1: <laughs> I have to say, one of my pieces of advice for soon to bees or anybody learn the fake smile, which is like, uh huh, yeah, not going to agree with anything you have to say, but I want you to shut up. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to smile as if I'm listening. Yeah. And it's a skill. Like, it's a yeah, skill. It is a skill. And it's a skill to be able to say it, like do the smile when you're tired, overstimulated, annoyed, actually really overwhelmed about the fact that your child, for whatever reason, has just pooed all the way up its back, and you forgot the changing bag. Like, and then and they're like, oh well, I would never forget a changing bag, and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, great, okay, bye now, off you go. Oh, horrid,
0: utterly horrid. when they come up to you in the supermarket when they're screaming and they say oh they're hungry well I had that with mine because mine all had reflux so they pretty much screamed the entire time (laughs) everybody just assumed they were hungry or overtired no welcome to my world this baby just screams quite a lot (laughs) oh it's so hard and like I can't I
1: really actually can't believe that it's always from a good place like I think sometimes there's an element of like control aspect in there, which might be a really bad thing to say, but I honestly think that some people just say it because they want to seem like they're a better person. Like, oh, I've got the solution. I'm like, well, you don't know. In exactly the same way as me, to- you telling me that my horse is bucking because its saddle isn't fitted, and actually, yeah. I know full well that it's bucking because I haven't ridden it in three weeks and it needs and it's a good ride, fresh as Daisy. <laughs> Yeah, and it needs to, you know, have a good gallop around or it absolutely loves hunting and I'm trying to make it walk. You know. Yeah. That you don't know everything. So like step down. It's okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, we talked last time about what you need. Yeah. What, you know, what kit. What have you found? Like infallible baby kit wise and what has been a total waste of time. I'm really sad
1: to admit this, but actually a three wheeler pram has been the dream. Yeah. I used to be really judgmental about the three wheeler and be like, oh, doesn't look very nice. Wow, they're good. They yeah. just glide. So we've got the um the Thule urban, no, Thule. I call it a fuel but apparently that's wrong. T-H-U-L-E. Oh, yes,
0: I know the one you mean. Um, yep.
1: uh, Urban Glide 2, which is actually a London running buggy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very expensive, but wowza, I've done off-road, I've done dirt tracks, I've done fields, I've done normal pavements. And the thing just moves like there's no tomorrow, like gliding through hot, you know, hot knife through butter. Just unbelievable. So sure. I would say... I would say a three-wheeler pram is the dream. Um, We
0: had a little nipper. I don't know if they're still around. Mm. And that was a really pretty ugly three-wheeler. But boy, it was great. Great. I bought it secondhand. And uh, wow, it was so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing I'd say. The secondhand market. I haven't bought Angus any new clothes. You just go and you buy. Go on Instagram or Facebook Marketplace or eBay five pounds for a bag of nine to 12 months or three to six months and they just throw anything okay fine you can't you know you can't uh, request that they're wearing chinos and a nice shirt for every day of their life but but when they're growing quicker than a weed you don't yeah. really need the chinos um yeah. okay yeah that's I, nice. yeah re- and there's an amazing market for it as well and you know sell your stuff on if you're done sell it yeah. um I got a really nice high chair off eBay. Again, like really solid wood um high chair. You have to go and collect it yourself, but like, you know, a nice afternoon in the car. Yeah. Um what else would I say? I <laughs> a tip, definitely pack your hospital bag before the month before. I didn't pack anything. So poor Rob was like, okay, my wife's my wife's in intensive care. I need to go and get this bag. Like apparently there's a baby coming. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, so that was quite funny. So that is definitely a thing. Um, what else? Oh, the Ergo Baby. There's loads of them. But for us, the Ergo Baby, the Ergo 360 baby carrier was unbelievable. Still use it to this day. Um, throw him in it, feed him. I, I was on a walk with some friends, just fed him whilst I was walking, um and also i think i'd say i had the luxury or am having the luxury of breastfeeding but it's surprising how much of the boob you can't see even with a three week old um baby's head stuck to your boob yeah. so there yeah. i really think this kind of this mentality of being worried about it is just is is a real society lead thing where we feel like we shouldn't because you know it's not great to have your nipples out so I've been told in public but when you've got a baby over them it covers you know it covers everything um yeah Yeah. and effectively you are just giving your baby a can of coke or you're giving your child you know the snacks that it needs so you know when somebody comes up to you and says why are you breastfeeding public be like well why are you having lunch in a restaurant exactly the same thing yeah yeah yeah
0: it is it is um I fed everywhere yeah um I think it's in the so early days dinner. I was a little bit like um well I think I talked about it last time actually when we had some friends for dinner I just took myself into another room yeah but, um and I have
1: done that with I've done that with the older generation just yeah. because there's an you you can read the room like if there's an element the of being like this is a bit tricky. I'm going to go, or even just a timeout. If you're, you know, you've got some people around and you're just like, actually, I just want to go and scroll on my phone for a bit. Oh, the baby needs feeding. Got to go. <laughs> um, what Well, yeah, so sorry. It's not crying. Yeah. Well, we know, we know between each other that it needs to feed. Um, <laughs> what else would I say? Oh, one thing that saved my life or our lives um, would be, freezer foods but not the not the bog standard stuff the good stuff so we had this cook which is a really good brand um we also have by ruby which is another really delicious brand and they do a new mum package so it's like 14 packages yeah quite expensive it's like uh, 70 quid 80 quid but that box gets sent to the mum um and then it's a really
0: nice gift idea, actually, as it's well. It's an amazing
1: gift idea, because you don't have to think about any food. And the food is unbelievably delicious. Um, you can just go and buy, like, one, one container, which is £10. But if you're going to buy, you know, people have bought Angus Wellies and, and trainers. They're all 60 quid, 70 quid. So, you yeah. know, it's not, it's not an unheard of amount. Send some food, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers for the nice, beautiful Wellies, but... <laughs> <laughs> i'd really like to not think about what we're going
0: to eat and just be able to pop
1: something in yeah exactly that was a complete lifesaver yeah just not having to think about it um my sister got us the box and it was just on un- and every person who's had a baby since that i know i've just sent them a box because it's just heaven That's great. Um, idea. and yeah, it's okay. just like they're, they're a bit you know they're not massive portions but you fill them up with a bit of garlic bread or a bit of you know ready to go veg or whatever and you're ready to go um what else would I recommend um I would say I'd say talk a lot about it just being a season with your husband like this is a time of our lives that a will never get back b it's a season where we just take everything slow and we have the fortunate opportunity to say Angus doesn't want to do that so we won't do that. Um, whereas when they're two, it's really not so frowned upon, you know, to, it's not frowned upon at all, but it's slightly less acceptable to be like, oh, sorry, we're not going to come uh, because you can obviously give your two-year-old child over to granny and grandpa or, you know, get a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and maybe. also like you're never, if you have more children or you don't have any more children and you just have the one, you'll never get those, those first few months again. Um, And so just really lean into it, like get some really good crap TV and just love it. Um, Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of really rubbish TV, along with some very good sport. I have to say. Um, (laughs) And it was just heaven, utter heaven. Um, But I also appreciate that it's not heaven for everybody. Um, I already lived a slow life um, or I've always I've always lived the slower life but I would imagine the change from crazy intense business career life to having a baby being a stark difference. Like it is yeah. so <laughs> slow. Yeah. It's
0: so slow. Um, and I, I would think say... it can be quite lonely as well. If right. you're not you know, used to living in the countryside and having a slow life, um, exactly. which, yeah. which I grew up with. So for me, it wasn't a shock. yeah yeah. I embraced being able to go for lovely walks and yeah um you know and and that side of thing you know just enjoying life but I think you know going back to you talking to Rob about it being a season I think you know it's a big season of adjustment yeah for all of you and I think it's really good to talk about it because Yeah. yeah Um, partners can feel quite left out mm. um, and they can find they can find the adjustment quite hard so massively, massively, communicating is is really really um, very important
1: yeah yeah and and just you're not expected to know everything you know you get handed this baby you leave hospital and that's it you're on your own just talk about it be like this is crazy what are we supposed to do like how do we bring in the, you know, how do we grow the next generation? Like, this is mad. And just be really honest. Like you're both in exactly the same scenario. You know, you're both thinking, when are we ever going to have sex again? Then you're (laughs) thinking, who does the washing up now? Or like, you know, Oh, when am I ever going to feel good again? All these questions. Like, will I always bleed when I go to the loo? All these little questions when you get your new baby and just be really honest. Like, Yes, you stop bleeding. Yes, you'll have sex again. Yes, you'll probably have to do the washing up again. And like things things become much more adaptable and become much easier. But just because I I kind of was like, oh well, Rob will just go back to work and for him it'll be much easier. He's got his nine to five and whatever. But actually he was coming back to a chaotic or whatever, much higher energy bath time and then he didn't really get to see his son that much because he was working nine till five
0: I'm thrilled to announce that Alice Straker is going to be season four of my podcast sponsor alicestraker.com is just gorgeous go and take a look at her website Alice is a really talented artist and she has put her art onto a range of linens pottery prints tableware and wallpaper and I just think it's Really, really gorgeous. I have a couple of mugs which I use all the time. Her tea towels use the most beautiful beautiful quality linen. I can highly, highly recommend them. If you use the code at checkout, Ask Charlie10, you get 10% off her entire collection. So I really hope you love it as much as I do.
1: So we made a whole load of adjustments. Like we have breakfast in bed. So he so we have breakfast together, Angus is on the bed doing whatever i'm having toast rob's having toast then he goes off to work and then um if he makes it back for bath time then brilliant if he doesn't then that's fine um and then weekends you know actively actively making sure that rob is involved in the scenario yeah. and people always ask how i am which is great but i'm always just like how is like how's the man how is you know how is your sex life is it are you just avoiding it because you've had to push a baby out like you know it's bigger it's all very well, it's all very exciting when you're pregnant and it's like, oh, how are you feeling? How's your husband feeling? Blah, blah 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 Or your boyfriend or whatever. How are they feeling? But then when you've got the baby, it's always about how's the baby doing and never about yes. how the two individuals, how, like enjoying it or is it overwhelming? Is it what you thought mother- be? how you're doing? adjusting. How are you adjusting? Do you even talk to your husband anymore? Like, you know, these kind of things that everybody is feeling, but it's navigating them in your own personal life. Um which is really interesting adjustment like psychologically. But anyway, I've rambled on enough.
0: No, it's it's fascinating. I could talk about this sort of stuff for forever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you're now weaning.
1: Yeah, now weaning. Yeah. Which I actually thought was gonna be a lot more emotional than it is. Like I thought I'd be like, oh he doesn't need me. Um but I'm actually just like, oh yes, he's eating a pea. Or like, you know, oh he's so exciting, man. isn't it? It's so cool. It's introducing so yeah. 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 Um it's messy, but very messy. But I guess, you know, we're all a bit messy, you know, yep. in reality. Um he really he's a good eater he really likes eating at the moment he's going quite th- through quite a like a farty stage so he's just struggling to work out how to digest which is fine um and he really likes the orange foods so all of his bibs are dying orange like it's brilliant it's great um <laughs> I've got a few books that I'm going from but I'm also just trusting my guts. like for kind of things like pe- peanut butter and stuff, I've put a little bit on a spoon and then, or put a little bit on on his, uh, like he's got one of these seats, um, with like a, a front shelf, and just put it on there, and he played around with it, put him in his mouth, and then just watch to see whether any of his any of his body kind of reacts to it. Same with dairy, all that kind of thing. Fortunately, we as a couple don't have any allergies, so that's good. Um, Actually the, I have an allergy to washing up powder, um, clothes washing powder, but he doesn't seem to be bothered by that. So um, yeah, it's just taking it slow and kind of, uh, and the first time they gag or the first time they like are about to choke is terrifying.
0: really terrifying. Utterly terrifying. Yeah.
1: And you just think, yeah. oh my word, something's yeah. going to go drastically wrong. Yeah. And then you realize the body is unbelievably quick at responding yeah um and your your instincts just kick in within seconds and then they're really good at just being able to spit it out like it's amazing the way they that you you think oh you know he's only eight months old or only nine months old and then all of a sudden he's just like his tongue is pushing out this food and I'm like how do you know how to do that that's
0: insane it's very clever Um, isn't it it's amazing I've got something very exciting to tell you all. I am launching on the 1st of March, my Ask Charlie's Members Club. I will leave the details to it in the show notes, but it is for you guys that love what I do to get a little bit more of me, where we can interact, where we can chat on Zoom, private Facebook group, and I give you videos only for you guys how-to videos, recipes, things like that. And as the group evolves, there will be lots of exciting things that I am busy planning away. So do head down to the show notes and join the waiting list. But yeah. yeah
1: um, it's a it's an experience, the weaning thing. And it's taking much, much longer than I thought. Um, not necessarily weaning as such is taking longer, but him getting like coming off the boob is taking much longer um so he still has morning feed and he still has a night feed um are we still on yeah sorry Uh, my phone rang um so he still has morning feed and he still has a night feed and he sometimes has an afternoon feed if he's feeling sad or whatever um and he's needing it and he's a bit dramatic. Um as we all knew sometimes. And yeah. um so and I thought he would be over those quite quickly. I thought he'd be considerably less interested in the in the morning feed way earlier than he is. And he doesn't feed for long. He feeds for like 3 minutes maybe max. But I thought he would be over that way quicker. Um which is fascinating. But I guess it's the same as like horses. You wouldn't ever just switch their feed straight away um you'd always say exactly. and
0: you know it's still important it's still important. yeah yeah
1: um, yeah you know, stick with yeah no it's amazing it's fascinating the whole thing I just finding absolutely fascinating because like a similar aged horse okay so so take an animal at nine months like they are fiercely independent and yes they're so able and my you know darling child is Still desperately needs me, which is you know a complete honour, but also,
0: uh,
1: and they do for many years.
0: Yeah, and yeah. fortunately, fortunately, they will. My darling son, the eldest is fourteen, and he still you know needs his mama.
1: Brilliant. It's um, just
0: the best. Yeah, if there's a problem, he will be you know on WhatsApp pretty damn quickly. <laughs> To chat about it, to discover it, whatever it is. Yeah, mama. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, they do. They do need you, and it's it's lovely. And I think these these years, and actually, it's something that um, the du- um, um Yeah, she is the Duchess of Wales. The Duchess of Wales, no, the Princess of Wales. Princess of Wales, of course. The Princess of Wales um, is, you know, really. Really shouting a lot about the early years at the moment, and it's she's spot on, they are so crucial. Um, the, fundamentally, you know, the development for children in these early years is is massive, and having kind of loving, stable home unit is crucial. And routine, yeah, yeah, Do you are you sticking with a routine as I've mentioned that word? Um, I
1: so, so I'm I am going for a routine but it's not the routine that I thought I'd be on I mm-hmm. thought I'd be on a very strict you know up by seven thirty, you know super super intense um really regimented but instead I've got my kind of fixed things that happen so morning nap time which has only really kicked in in the last two months he didn't really ever want to nap in the morning then lunchtime nap um bath time always done by 6:37 o'clock um what else have i got i've got a dog walk in there at about 3 first thing mm-hmm. in the morning again is dog walk so this kind of thing's set in but in terms of like fixed things in the day i'm not <laughs> i thought i would be 10 o'clock reading books for half an hour 11 o'clock baby yoga 12 o'clock, sleep for three hours, you know, all this kind of thing. And it would be really clever and we'd all feel amazing and go to bed with so much energy, but instead it's not like that. Um,
0: And I've definitely taken that.
1: Yeah. I've taken that from Angus. Like I've when he wants to, you know, he loves being outside and he loves being with the dogs. Perfect. Dogs need to be walked anyway. So may as well fit them into the routine. Um, And there's just kind of, yeah. And I'm, I go with what works for Rob and I, like it doesn't matter what anybody else is needs or whatever. At the moment, it's just Rob and I and Angus and what works for us. And this at the moment is what's working for us, but it's completely, it's completely different to what I imagined. Like completely. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. But that's really good. That's really good. And I think you just have to, you know, if you've got a happy baby. You just enjoy it and go with the flow. And yeah. Um, you know, and as, as he gets older and needs less sleep, you're just adjusting, yeah, um,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: But actually, you know talking about him loving being with the dogs, it, it is proven that children that grow up with animals are less likely to develop um, allergies, really That's yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's been quite a lot of scientific studies into it. And so, um, yeah. Far less likely. And I think, you know, over sterile homes and things like that can also, you know, if you if you think of a really sterile home and no animals, children are d- more likely to develop allergies if they're going to in that sort of environment. Whereas if, you know, you might have a five second rule, <laughs> the grape or something and yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, animals and and, and and some germs going on in the atmosphere it's fine it's good it's natural yeah, um, I yeah. think I think a lot of us have gone through phases of you know being really 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 worried about sterilizing everything and spraying everything with anti-bac and all of that stuff somebody commented on one of my tiktok videos I clean my shower screen um without antibacterial uh things and i'm like oh, well i'm not actually worried about the bacteria on my shower screen to be honest no um you know it's just doesn't, you it doesn't it doesn't me but it's you amazing fairy liquid don't you um i use fairy liquid sometimes i use if it's got really bad um water like watermarks. we've got really hard water lots of limescale um bicarbonate soda and lemon
1: which is supposed to be like way better than any antibac. anyway it works really
0: well but yeah. you know People have opinions, don't they? But it is a proven thing that children that grow up with animals are less likely to develop allergies.
1: Yeah, and and it, it that would be a logical. Uh, I actually hadn't heard that, but that would be a logical. You know, one plus one equals two. Because um, yeah. you never know what they, and you also can't control what the what the child has touched and what the dogs touched.
0: Yeah, and what the children the child's going to touch and then put their fingers in their mouth exactly yeah. you know if they're yeah. digging around in the garden yeah, yeah. you know, there might be a worm hanging out of their mouth it, it's not <laughs> the end of the world you don't need to panic it's obviously yeah, exactly. ideal but
1: <laughs> probably won't taste that nice probably won't happen again
0: but you know <laughs> it's all part of learning <laughs>
1: it is <laughs> oh, yeah it's fascinating absolutely fascinating the whole thing is just really interesting um, and yeah I I, but I can also see why no why you wouldn't want to have children because it really disrupts your life like not in a bad way just it's a big lifestyle change um and if you choose not to have children then like you know it's the same as choosing any life decision it's entirely up to you and And I
0: really respect people that choose not to have children I
1: completely Um, agree Yeah. yeah
0: yeah And I think people that can't have their own children can mother in, in their own way. You don't yeah. have to have actually physically given birth. Yeah, exactly. To, to provide a wonderful mothering role to, you know, a cousin, a family member, or just, you know, somebody else or or adopt or or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah.
0: You don't have to have given birth to have that kind of loving mothering instinct
1: exactly yeah. but yeah. i do
0: really respect people that choose not to have children because it yeah, is yeah. um it, it is life-changing and i do have people asking and i'm not going to scare you by saying this is like does it get easier <laughs> no actually it's the honest answer it doesn't get easier i think if i heard that when <laughs> i had my tiny children because they weren't the easiest babies I, I think that would have put the fear of God into me, yeah, um, for the future. However, it just is different. yeah, like some yeah. nights, like I like to be the last person to go to bed. I like to like lock up the house, make sure that everything's done, that the kitchen's tidy. And I like to know that my babies are asleep in their beds and they're safe and they're tucked in. However, <laughs> they're not babies anymore. And they want to stay up sometimes later than mama. And I, you know, I, I've tried sometimes to like fight it. No, 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 I am going to be last to bed. And now I've just kind of given in and be like, fine, whatever. Yeah. I'm off to bed. Good night, darlings. I, yeah. New Year's Eve, I was in bed. I was so tired. I went to bed. And they all came and kissed me in bed and wished me a happy New Year as I was tucked up like an old granny. So I was still up. He was downstairs, but I just gave in. Yeah. So you know, it 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 changes. Um, but it's it, it it's it doesn't really get easier, but it does. I mean, it's just different. I think. It, I think. Yeah. With
1: anything, it just is a different challenge.
0: Like you, right oh, now. Oh, it's worry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Apparently, this is a new thing. Like you're just always in a state of fight or you know fight or flight. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like Angus, I can't talk to Angus about boyfriends or girlfriends at the moment. Like that would just be totally, but I can worry that he, you know, when he's, you know, whatever, nine, I can ask him whether or not he's got a girlfriend and then worry whether or not he's a good boyfriend, you know, all yeah. the kind of things that like right now I worry whether or not he's had enough vegetables. And then, then soon I'll be worrying that he's had too many vegetables because he spends all the time in the loo or whatever. And, you know... Yeah. And It is fascinating. Um, it's but I yeah. totally totally, totally life changing. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it's a new job. Like this is a new job. Yeah, like it's yeah. big.
0: It is big, isn't it? And I think that's what really frustrates me about. Um, I don't know how I how I word this, <laughs> but you know, being a mom is full on it's it's probably not easier to go to work because you've then got to come back and do all the other stuff but it it is full on and actually people that um you know have opinions that you've got to be back at work and you've got to be this and have opinions about stay-at-home mums and housewives and all of that you know actually I think we're really privileged in today's world that we have choices and that we can choose what we want to do mm. but being at home and and being there for your children I think is is uh, it's really hard work yeah. but a really yeah. important role and not to be taken lightly and yeah. so many people kind of oh well you just stay at home you're, you know you're just a mom and yes. and it's such an it's to do it well it's full-on yeah you can buy all the packet food and you can you know cut a lot of corners or you can make everything from scratch and be really present spend time with them reading books actually sit down on the floor and play with them and engage with them it's it's really important and really important for their development yeah so I do I find it quite frustrating when people sort of just belittle you for just being a mum.
1: I read something really interesting on Instagram a couple of uh, weeks ago or something that was like being a stay-at-home mom is a privilege yeah. being a career mom is a privilege or or they're both not privileges having the choice is the,
0: it's privilege. the privilege
1: and yeah. actually um what if you can't like what if the job that you would get co- doesn't cover childcare? then and and you're turning around to sally and saying you're just a stay-at-home mom
0: yeah. So, well I'm, not, but just not, just I'm child, not, it's not just the child. It's not just the childcare. It's actually the housework, the yeah. cooking, the cleaning, the changing the beds, the doing the laundry, all of those other things. You might just outsource to childcare, but if you're working, you've still then got to do all of the other stuff, yeah. or you've got to earn enough money to have somebody come in and do all those other things. Yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: It's a big role it's a massive role and i think the and you can't just turn around and say angus i'm having today off i'm feeling a little bit tired literally literally
1: at christmas um for for new year we were together as family uh, four sisters and their children and um my brother-in-law and etc and my sister made a very funny remark well it was very amusing she said um could i book some annual leave and have a bath this afternoon And I was like, yes, this is so brilliant and so true. Like, from the minute I wake up in the morning, I am on my job. And the minute I go to bed, I'm on my job. And if it's one of those nights where my brain keeps going, I'm still on my job even though I'm in bed. Yeah. And, you know, don't get me wrong, my husband also spends his evenings thinking about his job and all the rest of it. But he is in the position where his work phone in terms of job obviously his lifestyle is a different scenario but his work phone is turned off and he is not expected to reply to messages after six o'clock perfect but yeah. i am expected to li- i'm expected to react to things going on in my life and that 24 7 is- at any time a a week <laughs> literally at three yeah. in the morning like right now it's three in the morning because he wants boob in 16 years time it's three in the morning because he can't find a way home like exactly it's not it's never turned off it's and never- I, read, I read a really really interesting tweet conversation twitter conversation that was like um oh these mums when they get maternity leave I really think that not people who choose not to have children should also get some time off. I mean, this is so spoiling, and of course, this just riled everyone. Maternity leave's not time off. Oh well, yeah, I want to have you know elective surgery. I want to have push something out of my vagina or my time off too, and all this kind of fascinating. Yeah, you know, but it was a really interesting thing. Maternity look, leave looks like time off. Yeah, it looks like time off. But if I was to go and have surgery and needed nine months recovery it wouldn't be considered time off it would be like oh well done you're recovering yes but, inter- but in- instead it's like oh but you have just pushed a baby out you'll be fine but yeah. it's a really interesting thing because there are so many wonderful women who are able to juggle both career yeah. and children and yeah. so it's a really blurred line for people who aren't involved like yeah. it's really like how can they can do it but you can't do it or whatever
0: and or everybody what is reason? everybody's situation is different yeah yeah it's all personal and it's all like you know you look at people and like oh how do you do that well because I'm different to you yeah more different to me we all have like different skills different strengths and there's so much sort of judgment on on people for what they can and can't do and actually I think we just need to let people be
1: yeah like when we're 90 and sitting in our chairs drinking our baileys at half three in the morning in the afternoon we're not going to be like oh yeah do you remember when we judged sally because she can open the door with her left hand like we're not even going to know who we you know what happened and if it doesn't affect you directly it doesn't need your opinion in my opinion
0: yeah Um, yeah yeah i totally agree oh it's gosh it's been so good chatting to you thank you for coming back on the podcast it's it's been lovely and a lovely update um from from last you know the first season when when you're you know an expecting mummy to um to now here with with your gorgeous boy
1: and just like that on cue he says okay you've had enough time i'm waking up
0: Marina, thank you for coming back and chatting to us. Um, It's been gorgeous, gorgeous to have you as always. Well, I think we need to do like this every, well, nine months or so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A quarterly therapy session. (laughs) No, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much. And well done on making it to
0: four seasons. Very impressive. I know. Four seasons. Um, That is, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mad. Well, thank you for starting this season off nattering to me about uh, all, all these things that we've covered today.
1: Yeah, and a message to your wonderful followers and listeners, you're absolutely nailing it. Well done. Keep doing what you're doing and have a lovely, lovely day.
0: Thank you. Loads of love.
1: Lots of love. Bye. Bye.
0: I would be really grateful if you are enjoying my podcast if you would just take a moment to hit the subscribe button it helps other people know that we exist and I would be so grateful of that and leave me a review the more subscribers we have the more episodes I can put on for you so please just take a moment and hit the subscribe button I would be really grateful if you are enjoying my podcast if you would just take a moment to hit the subscribe button it helps other people know that we exist and i would be so grateful of that and leave me a review the more subscribers we have the more episodes i can put on for you so please just take a moment and hit the subscribe button